Hello. You found us. Welcome to Emergency Protocol, a podcast for people who are stressy and depressy. We are your hosts, Denise and Jackie Freed. That's my mama. And that's my baby. We are sharing our 12 steps reimagined for today's society. And our bumpy, pothole-ridden spiritual paths. And we're bringing you along for the ride. This is us doing the actual work. When the shit hits the fan, you know it's time for... Emergency Emergency Protocol. We're back. We're back. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Where have we been? We have been a lot of places. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. We haven't really been a lot of places. We've just been not here. Some places. We've been doing some things. Yeah. And now one of those things that we're doing is moving our situation to video. She means the podcast. The situation is the podcast. (laughs) That's what's moving to video. (laughs) Also, the situation. The situation. It's become a situation. Yeah, we are... We are doing, we say, I say we, mom has been overseeing a, a update of the garage and yeah, we are moving to video so you can see our faces. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Feels like the next, the next step into what we're doing. So. Yeah. We've been uh, talking to a few people that we know because there's people we, there's a lot of people we don't know out there listening and but the few that we do know mm-hmm. have said, why aren't you on video? Why don't you have yeah. any video? And why can't we see your reactions to each other? <laughs> and why, you know, so the next iteration is here, us here at my breakfast table mm-hmm. talking. Yep. And in the next couple, probably that'll be here. And then after that, we're moving into the garage. Yes. Which will not be a garage anymore it'll be like a little place for us to meet and do stuff so that's Mm -hmm. super cool and i feel really lucky to be able to uh be able to do that i feel very fortunate that that's even an option yeah feels good it does feel good so So, yeah (laughs) so here we are here we are welcome back to emergency protocol welcome back it's been a minute yeah and we are protocoling we are definitely I don't know about you guys, protocoling. But I am protocoling hard right now. Yes. Yeah. A lot going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Just for context, in case you're listening to this out, out of left field, mm. you know, there's a lot going on in the world mm-hmm. with, oh God, the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. There's a new Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on in the industry that I work in because it's not our day job. Yes. <laughs> this, is our, this is our side yeah. gig, which isn't even a gig. It's just what we want to do. Just do it, doing, doing stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so there's been a lot to process and a mm. lot to kind of just contend with that's not really in our day-to-day but it is around us and swirling around us and it's heavy and it's it's hard and it's contentious and it's fraught with differing opinions and terror and uh actual fear and you know grief and 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 Mm -hmm. so 
one of the notes I took in this was mm-hmm. a conversation that I had a couple of days ago mm-hmm. with a colleague and we were discussing discussing how we're going to lead through this situation that's on our plate right now mm-hmm. uh, at work and you know with a lot of people coming to us in a lot of fear and mm-hmm. scarcity and unknowing mm-hmm. and change and um you know, and he's like, so can I ask you a personal question? And I was like, sure. And he's like, so how do you not drink when there's all this going on? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. I was like, hmm. I didn't even consider it. It's like, because, you know, it doesn't even occur to me now. Yeah. That drinking is a something that would be a solution to not mm. feeling the way I'm feeling, right? Yeah. That it would be a, sol- a solution to like taking the edge off of life. Yeah. And whether that for me, it would have been first smoking weed, that would have been the mm. first taking the edge off more than, m- more than drinking. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't even occur to me either. But, right. but what came out of my mouth was like I have a black belt in letting go mm. after being sober for 37 years. Yeah. But then it was interesting because Jackie and I were talking about this before we started today around what you know, is that a choice to not drink? Yeah. And is it a choice to not be not have anxiety or depression? Mm-hmm. So, you want to talk a little bit about that? Like well, it's, it's interesting to me because I feel like there are, there are similar elements, right, to these two kind of diseases, right? You have to, specifically with depression and, like, addiction, you have to be willing to make changes in order to get better, right? It requires active participation, mm-hmm. unlike a, like, physical illness which could just be like take the medication and then that improves your like or rest heart disease or rest or whatever physical therapy or whatever yeah Yeah. something that's like a more a physical response right right? and so with addiction obviously there is that physical action of like you don't pick up the substance you don't go around the substance you Mm -hmm. don't like expose yourself to it which is funny because i was at a wine shop happy hour and you know i walked in and they're like could i pour you a glass of, or would you like a glass of wine and i was like absolutely not <laughs> no <laughs> double no thank you yeah um, so i and then with the anxiety and depression part part of it is like you know those feelings can just show up at at any time, right? Like they can just come on and sometimes I can identify what's triggered it. Sometimes I can't, mm. but lately part of my actions have been more like preventative rather than reactive. So it's muting certain accounts on social media, not going on social media as much, being very like intentional about opening stories and that kind of stuff. And also, Yeah. A lot of it has to do with like news consumption, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's not really making anything better. Mm -hmm. 
except for dog videos, <laughs> which are a staple. That is definitely a reactive coping mechanism animal that we videos, rely on. Animal videos hard. are shared quite frequently yeah. in our home. Yeah, it's a family thing. Yeah, so that's part of it. Partly to like my therapist when I was talking with her a couple of weeks ago set, brought up the point that you know, depression and anxiety, like depression in particular and anxiety are kind of reactive responses to something, some sort of danger, or that your system is kind of being overtaxed, right? And so I take a lot of naps when I'm in like a depressive episode. Mm -hmm. And I've been taking a lot of naps. Like I come home from work, I'm tired, right? Sometimes I get a little pre bedtime snooze Mm -hmm. happening. And rather than beat myself up about that, I've been saying like okay like my body clearly needs to shut down and Mm -hmm. just like take a breather Mm -hmm. right yeah so honoring that yeah honoring Um, that i think it's you know for me drink or not drink or smoke Mm -hmm. or not smoke or whatever whatever ingestible you want to put in food Mm -hmm. gambling whatever whatever it is that makes you cut yourself off from yourself yeah I think it was much different when I was newer because these things would trigger that sense of like, ooh, I don't want to feel this or, oh, I'm in dangerous, like I'm going to die. Like Mm -hmm. If I know about this, I'm going to die, right? And it's like, I need to not feel this and I need to uh, shut down and, and bury, you know, bury my head in the sand. And, you know... Prior to getting sober, I mm-hmm. had no power of choice, no power of, and and actually, you know, the some of the power is not my power, mm. right? Some of the power of me being able to not even consider that at this stage of the game is mm-hmm. because I've relied on not my power for so mm-hmm. long. And so one of the things when he said, you know, how do you not drink? And I was immediately went to the serenity prayer, Mm -hmm. which is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change change the the things things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So that's really broken down into like, I can be courageous Mm -hmm. and... Mm-hmm. I can also just not step step out in a stampede wielding a sword, just like randomly going after whatever. Right. I can know like some of this stuff is at, like like know what all your of what are. I li- li- listed in the beginning when we first started talking are out of my control. Mm-hmm. Like I can vote, I can donate, I can do that. But what I got to with it was like, you know, And what I shared with him is like, I have this black belt of letting go because I've had to surrender that desire Mm -hmm. to drink, to use, to pick up something for so long now that it's kind of like, okay, God grant me the serenity. Like like that that thing of just Mm. asking for some help to give me serenity, which is like the the first bit. And then in the end, what gives you the peace is the wisdom to know the difference, right? Because where the, the, you know, I can have serenity and I can have courage, but I could still be trying to fix shit that I can't fix. Right. Right. And so... Sometimes it, that's the part where it's just got it. Like I have to 
let go of the outcome and know like, you know, whatever's going to happen is, is going to happen. I mean, Mm. yes, we can speak up. I'm not saying like, don't speak up and don't voice your opinion about things. Right. But like, we're not doormats, but I also have to, for my own like well-being and also for the well-being of the greater good meaning that I will have agency to exert my will and help where I can be helpful right means that I need to keep my head on straight Mm -hmm. and my head on straight means I gotta stay in gratitude and I gotta stay like sober believing sober Mm -hmm. and I gotta stay you know, in the, in the tools of, you know, where am I going off? If yeah. Am I going so far off that I don't, you know, know what to do? Then I call my sponsor and I'm like, I'm going through this. Yeah. What should I do? And then they will lead me back into mm. the steps. And I think that's, you know, it's interesting now that I'm talking through this. It's, all of those solutions are not me alone. Mm. It's like me alone with my higher power, mm-hmm. which to some people, it's like, if you don't have a higher power, then what am I even talking about? That's just like right. a, this fantasy. Who knows? I can't even explain it, mm. but it's something that I believe in and trust in now because I, I've i been taken care of so many times that I just believe that. And But I, I don't often, you know, like, I guess it was, you know, when I walked outside that day after having a, I had to leave one office and go to another office Mm -hmm. and I stepped outside and it was just like having to have this kind of heavy meeting where all these people were peppering questions to us, but we didn't have all the answers to because of what went down was only 48 hours old. Right. Right. And it was like a kind of like a new COVID situation. Mm. And I walked outside and we live in Southern California and it's Mm -hmm. November and it was a blue, blue, blue sky. Mm. And we had these warm Santa Ana winds and it was like, oh Oh my God, it's so beautiful outside. And I was just like hit with this wind of gratitude when Mm. I stepped outside. I was like, what a beautiful day it is, even though I just experienced that. And and I love that that is the muscle I've built to go to that place of safety for yeah. myself right and it's without picking up a drink or weed or gummy or whatever it is that totally i need to do to get away from myself yeah I'm you might be wondering. hearing tippy tappies yeah tippy tappies a, and a possible bark a nosy dog there might be a borky rony situation <laughs> happening right now uh, don't do that <laughs> Baby, no. no. This is a dog who does Her not nose is listen. In the curtain right now. Come on, Bubby. There's some uh, people in the back installing electrical outlets in the garage because we're gonna move this to the garage. Yeah. We're gonna have a little studio. Once we figured out how much it was to rent studio time in LA. It's spendy. It's let's put it this way, it's cheaper to fix your garage than to- and upgrade your equipment. <laughs> And learn a few skills. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so but, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's why this, I mean, we know this is not the cutest situation <laughs> happening right now, but part of the protocol thing is like, we're just being honest. This is where we're at. Like, again, we're still not professional podcasters, no. but we obviously don't want to look bad. I still have enough ego that I don't want to look bad. So this is very humbling. 
And it's good practice. And this is the reality of it. Like we're right. just in a messy in between. So that's yes. why we're we're doing this the way we're doing it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm talking about this coming from a place of, mm. you know, longer than you've been alive. Right. Right. Practice of doing yes. this stuff. Mm-hmm. In your world, what, like, coming from a newer place of exploring how to apply this stuff to the day-to-day, yeah, how are you leaning into some of what we're doing right now? How did you go from being, like, reactive mm. to preventative? Like, what shifted in order for that to happen yeah part of that is just knowing myself like it's so interesting because over time my coping mechanisms for anxiety and depression have changed like what used to work for me when I was in college isn't necessarily the same as it is now and there's also a little bit more I think I'm better at offering myself grace than I used to be right so I'm like all right body needs a nap and then I nap for two hours and I'm like there's there's the evidence that I needed that nap right Right. so that's one I think another one is one of my friends recommended this this book to me a couple of years ago I think it was Chelsea hi Chelsea it's called the book of delights by Ross Gay Mm -hmm. and every day he would go and like record one of like the things that struck him right and Mm -hmm. so a lot of it was based in nature. A lot of it was just like, again, everyday delights. And reading that made a really large impact on me because then I kind of opened myself up to those things more. To look for the delight in the day. Yeah. If you can listen to the audio of this, I highly recommend it because he reads it himself. And Sounds he has like right up my alley. Yes. He has such a joyful voice and yeah, highly recommend that. So that's what I was just looking up here. So... That I think also like being on medication is a big one. I resisted medication for a long time because I didn't, I think out of a, out of an abundance of caution regarding substances in general, I kind of viewed being dependent on any kind of substance as being bad. Whereas in this case, like, yeah, there's a chemical imbalance in my brain that's being adjusted by this medication that's really helpful and positive for me. So that's another one. And also just like pausing and remembering universal mothers taking care of me like that's my that's my mantra right mm-hmm. and that's what I've been going to and I I forget and then I remember right and so it's in the remembering that I like course correct mm. yeah interesting <clears throat> so if this is the first time you've um that's okay that can been go. with us or you're seeing, I mean, we've not done any video before. So we're just, this is our first video. <laughs> and it is, I <laughs> know, it's like, <laughs> you put my, um, yeah, if I could put my hood up, yeah. I, if I had a hood, but you know what, whatever. And, and it's like, uh, I mean, the growth is because of the pandemic, mm. right? Before the pandemic, I was like, oh my God. We have all these video calls and my face looks so old and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I am the age I am. And this is the face I have. And you know what? It's okay. And now that I've been on video calls for three years, thank you, COVID, I'm like no longer like just as concerned about 
what I look like. Yeah. Because like, I look like who I am. Yeah. Right? And so it's kind of given me some more self-acceptance around mm. my appearance and who, what I look like and nice, my mommy. age and you know, it's like, yeah. cause we live in LA where people don't look their age ever. No. So you just never know how old, particularly women are. Yeah. I think actually men too, but w- w- men are a little more stinky about it, but I think the women are definitely have, yeah. are going to get tr- things fixed. And yeah. so, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole. It's too right it's like I'm, you have to set up guideposts around that like yeah. i decided to pursue a mindful relationship with food for that same reason too mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who demonize like calories and this and that and they're like oh i've been so bad or oh i'm gonna eat this salad because i had bread last night and i just had no space for that and i was like oh okay right like uh, you know just let it let it slide off and yeah. keep doing my thing one thing that's interesting that i find super important when we travel too is seeing how how women in particular age in other countries and places this turned into a body acceptance podcast apparently (laughs) (laughs) but women have their like legs and older women have their arms and legs out in other countries in a way that they don't at least in los angeles i think in other parts of the country that may be true too but women here are so like obsessive about every little detail that like i specifically noticed when i saw women in like denmark and sweden in like cut off tank top dresses or like short shorts Mm, and i was like great they've got legs like moving on right you know yeah they are what they they are yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's different in southern california where every beautiful actor came to breed and bred and we have all these people who look (laughs) like uh, you know what i mean it's kind of a different it's so weird here and with influencer culture too, uh, yeah. like I think there's so many people who are so focused on like being camera ready, yeah. right? And like when we decided to move to doing this, I was like, okay, I'll do it, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start blow drying my, I'm not gonna start doing my hair. Like oh, that's just not I who have a I bun. am. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but like. No, I didn't. I didn't do. No, my hair. but you do your hair every day. Like that's just. I do part do my. I do do my hair and I do my thing. makeup every day. Like that's just a yeah. thing I do. I. I do. Yes. Yeah. So I say I don't care about how I look, but I do care about how well, I look. But I feel like you're caring from an authentic place. You're not doing that because like. Yeah. Because I, Cause I, you feel I you like have, the, you're not I doing like it out of I, obligation. You're doing it yeah. because it makes you feel good. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. For me, I'm like the time that it would take me to do my hair would be more frustrating, and then I would be all sweaty from the hair dryer anyway. So I'd rather just not do my hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can see we're, we're, we hold back here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, the interesting thing is, mm. is like in this journey of your and my conversation, mm-hmm. like it started out with me writing the, the 12 steps in the hopes that it could help people take the edge off of their anxiety and depression. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, particularly the younger people, my, my daughter's ages, yeah. my friend's kids ages and, and up like just people were having a hard time is pandemic time. Mm-hmm. And then, and I've always had an idea of writing about that because I did get sober at 20. So Mm -hmm. I like, I did self-medicate this, this, 
what I think people are experiencing now is not different. I just feel like it's more amplified because of the time that you grew up in yeah. and the things that you're exposed to were very different than what I grew up in and yeah. what I was exposed to. So you didn't have a lot of like sober examples to now. There are a lot of people who have similar years of sobriety to you, Yeah, but you didn't have that kind of like path to follow. Whereas no. like a lot of my peers got sober in their like kind of late teens, early twenties right. too. Right. There was none yeah. of that. I mean, there, if there was one, it was like, oh my God, there's a, there's someone there's across a the room. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, there's one. Somebody did it. Yeah. And so you'd gravitate towards each other. But it was interesting because when I was newly sober, mm. if there were young people who mm-hmm. were like doing this thing, yeah, I had that, I still was so insecure in myself mm. that I didn't feel like I could fit in with the cool kids, mm. like who had sobriety and were... You know, I, it took me a while to kind of find my people. Yeah. Just like it takes in like, in regular life, right. right? To feel like I was cool enough to be there. But the, mm. the irony is once we all came together, everyone Nobody felt that. Felt well, cool. no, one yeah. felt cool. <laughs> no one felt like they belonged. Yeah. No one felt oh. cool. Everyone felt awkward. Yeah. Until you show up. And show up and show up and get to, into the groove of knowing each other and yeah. build that community. And then there's this acceptance of who yeah. you are with all the blemishes, with the people who yeah. you know are going to get up and share and be a pain in the ass and say something contentious just to be that person. Right. You know it's going to happen. And still we found love for those people yeah. anyway, you know. And it's yeah. so that's what I'm really actually excited about mm. our next I feel like there's two next steps for yeah. us with this and it's moving from audio to video mm-hmm. and moving from solely moving information out mm-hmm. to building community mm. for people to come together. Yeah. And that feels really good. Like I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it's an interesting time over here in the Freed household. Yes. I also saw probably on Instagram somewhere. I think it was definitely Instagram and it was definitely a memes and I haven't fact checked this. So TBD, but it makes sense. Somebody said that right now is the most sober time we've ever lived in. Like historically water hasn't been safe for people to drink. So that's why they drank like beer and wine and fermented and things. Mead. And mead. Yeah. All the things that killed all. Yeah. Cause the, al- the fermentation and the alcohol would kill all the like the parasites the and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, as a, you could go to the doctor, they'd prescribe, like, milk of the poppy to put you to bed mm. and, like, laudanum and, you know, like, yeah. cocaine for your whatever, for right? your For your soda. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so I think there's maybe also, like, there's been this kind of reckoning overall along uh. with, like, the rise of, like... There's also so many layers. There's like Protestant culture and yeah, there's so many layers to it. But like all of that means that so many of us are having to like deal with what's been stripped away. Mm. Right. And deal with what is right for like generations now. Right. And it's really hard. Yeah. We're still dealing with it. But I think there's also a rise in alternative, you know, there's there's people who are like dealing with sobriety mm-hmm. by having microdosing or, you know, ketamine mm-hmm. therapy or whatever. And that's, you know, 
people have found a lot of healing in that. Mm -hmm. And it's also could be a very slippery slope for addicts and alcoholics Mm -hmm. to change the, you know, the thing with us is there's this addiction like switch that gets Mm. flipped when something gets ingested Mm -hmm. okay so (laughs) well welcome back again 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 for us even though you're saying we're saying welcome back you never left but apparently our video did (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah the last like few minutes of our our first attempt cut off so we just tried to record it again camera ran out of memory space so we're doing it again again <laughs> i'm starting to sweat <laughs> and i'm not because i'm not wearing a sweater okay anyway pun intended <laughs> mom joke okay all right so we were talking about uh we were talking about kind of alternative therapies uh, that have been prescribed in a formal setting for a legitimate use and how that can be a slippery slope for for addicts and alcoholics sometimes and i know many people in in my life who Mm -hmm. have gone out yeah that's what we call it gone out on prescribed medication Mm -hmm. because of a tooth pull a back surgery Mm -hmm. or whatever they get prescribed oxycontin vicodin Mm valium whatever it sets off the craving in the person which is very hard to turn off once it's going Mm -hmm. and then there's all this self-justification well i'm already kind of not sober Mm -hmm. so i might as well have a glass of wine Mm. i've already taken the vicodin and a glass of wine Mm. might as well have what i really want which is to smoke some of that good med men weed Mm. right like Mm -hmm. i never got that Mm -hmm. and also I never had a mojito, so I should have one of those. While you're out. While I'm out. And then Mm. it's like, then I'm out. Mm -hmm. And while I'm out, I might as well see if I can, see if that was all just a giant mistake. Right. Try some Molly, too, because you didn't get any of that. Well, I had Quaaludes. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to assume it was a similar (laughs) situation. And yeah, so that's kind of the the mind of the alcoholic Mm -hmm. in in the ism of it, yeah. like while it's going, and you lose all sense of like higher power, powerlessness, what the consequences are of yeah. your actions, how it's going to really play like out. Hijacked your brain. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a very, you know, it's very hard. And I know that there are people in uh, the twelve-step rooms who are treating themselves Mm -hmm. with these things. And, you know, it's not up to me to judge whether somebody's sober or not. Mm -hmm. However, people need to treat themselves is how they need to treat themselves. I just know that once some of us get a little bit of something in our system, it's Mm -hmm. very hard to to wind it back. Yeah. So speaking of slippery slopes, (laughs) uh, last week, my at work... Mm. We were hosting a wine tasting, which mm. I went to, which I never, ever go to. I never right. go to wine b- no. bars. I, I I did go to a bar with you recently. So for Angel scary. City. For Angel only City. Only for only, the girls. Only for the girls. And yeah. it was, uh, you know, we were just having, I was having bar food and yeah. It was fine. Ginger beer. And so, you know, <laughs> what struck me in this wine bar mm. is like, 
they have a sip they smell it they swirl it around to Look see how legs. it drips down those are called legs uh whatever <laughs> and then they pour it into a bucket yes wasteful mm-hmm. of precious wine yes and so i was explaining to denise like yeah because otherwise you're going to be shit-faced by the end of the wine tasting it's What's like four the point glasses of going to in an wine? hour wouldn't you want to go to a wine tasting to get shit-faced no you're going to like <laughs> educate yourself and to like expand your palate and find a good wine that you like for a future reference that's what normal people do mm. i would go to be like okay i get all these glasses of wine for what 25 40 yeah. bucks let's Great. taste it oh man yeah i would be tasting it actually the first time i ever got drunk was at a wine tasting with my parents in napa valley when you were like 11 when, when i was little i was young probably younger than 11 uh. and everybody was giving me little sips and they all didn't realize that they mm. were giving me sips and so, you know, when I was whatever, whatever year old I was, I was like, yes, I really like Shannon Blanc That's from why Napa you go to Valley. Wine tasting to see. <laughs> that one was clearly your favorite. That's why. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't wait to have that feeling again. So it wasn't Even about the tasting. Even when you were little. The, yes. Like you remembered yes. it and you were like, I was oh, like, okay. that was good. Uh, mm. yeah yeah it was it was there so like from my m- mindset i don't like going to stuff like wine tastings because i'm like okay i'm gonna pay like 40 dollars for four glasses of wine i'm not gonna finish them so when i pour it into the bucket it's like six seven dollars worth of wine that's so wasteful right like it's this it's for me it's a scarcity mindset thing and like mm. uh wastefulness thing part of my like eco anxiety is i don't like to waste things especially food Mm. and so i'm like yeah if i'm not gonna drink it i could at least cook with it or put it in a sauce or something right macerate some berries in it like you know maybe that's what you could do with all your wine i have so much alcohol in my house please come over (laughs) it drink drink (laughs) that feels like that wrong call for community for this podcast i look like such a wino because i have all this wine i don't want to open because i don't want to drink a whole bottle of wine by myself usually and i don't want to like pour it out when it eventually isn't consumed because that feels wasteful and also like these things cost money so Mm. instead i just have so many bottles of unopened (laughs) alcohol in my house interesting yeah so we both come from different places about wasting the wine. I don't want to waste the high. Mm. She doesn't want to waste the product. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're not wasters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clean plate crew, as they say. Yeah. So anyway, sorry about the change in wardrobe and conversation. <laughs> I think we tried to pick it up where we left off. But yeah. hey. Emergency protocol. Emergency protocol, We're just baby. Rolling, rolling with the punches. Mm. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and we're just going to keep rolling with it. Yeah. See how it goes. All right. Drink some water. Yes. You're a fucking miracle. You're a miracle. We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at 
12 Steps for Everyone. That's at the number 12 Steps for Everyone. Please like and follow us. You can also send us topics you want us to dig into or follow-up questions from each episode. And if you know someone who would enjoy or benefit from our conversations, please feel free to share this with them. All are welcome here.